Welcome to the Old Moms Podcast. We're childhood friends sharing stories from opposite ends of motherhood. We're glad you're here and hope you'll laugh along with us. Hey, Gina, how are you? Hi, Sarah. I'm doing good. How about you guys? We are doing really well, but I've just been missing you so much this summer and wishing we could have some time together, hang out, go to dinner. Oh, you're so sweet. I miss you guys, too. It has been weird. It's been a long time since I've seen you. I know. It's so odd. I just have such fond memories of times when we could hang out, and I always love to hear you interact with the wait staff when we're out somewhere because you kind of, having a restaurant family business for so many years, have a unique perspective and kind of way with the staff. So one thing that always cracks me up is when they come to the table and first ask what drinks everybody would like and you order Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That always went over well. I I feel like when um, we were closer to Crystal Pepsi times, I think now it might cause some confusion. Do you think? I mean, would people know? I'd have to look at the crow's feet around their eyes and see if they're... (laughs) old enough to know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it was a funny, my little funny thing I would do for a while there because it was caught people off guard for a second. Like, oh, do we have that? And then realized I was just being totally silly and I was not going to be a high maintenance customer. I was just trying to be funny. Like when you asked a waiter once if you could have some vegetable scraps for the hamster in your purse. (laughs) Did I really do that? (laughs) It was when we went to see the Pioneer Woman's restaurant in Pawtucket, oh Oklahoma. Gosh. And you he said, is there anything else I can get you guys? And he was super helpful and very talkative. And it was such a fun trip, but there's not a lot of different things to do. So we were in the restaurant a lot and everyone kind of is. So it's not like people are rushing to finish their meal to go see some kind of other attraction. And so we were just kind of hanging and he kept coming by to ask if we needed anything. And finally, you were like, can I get a couple small carrots for the hamster in my purse over here? And he just he just looked at us like uh and then finally we both cracked up and he knew it was not serious and that we were also good and didn't need any more refills thank you so much yes (laughs) yes exactly i think that's the challenge of being a server that was always the hardest part of knowing how many times to go back and check on people you really had to be able to read your customers well because i kind of get annoyed when people come by too often because you want to just chat i think especially for you and I, we rarely get to sit and have dinner, just the two of us. So I hate when we're interrupted in a way, you know, of course, I'm always nice, but that's such a tricky thing. But that guy in particular was just wanting to make sure every single possible thing he could do, he he had done it. And so I felt like I needed to kind of cut him loose. Yeah. (laughs) Be free. Be free, guy. Go check somebody else. I mean, super nice. And again, having a sense of humor is tricky because it can come off condescending sometimes. So I'm always seeking the balance to not do that. Oh, I think you do a great job with balancing it for sure. So you guys haven't really brought your little man to a restaurant very much. Not in his memory, certainly, right? Because of when everything shut down. How old was he when the pandemic started officially? He was just over a year. He was like a year and three months. So we had taken him a couple times. And when he was really little, you know, he would just be in the stroller. Yeah. You know, I was bottle feeding him. So it was super easy to just go to a restaurant. We went a few times with him at that age. But once he started walking, (laughs) I think I was scared to take him anywhere because it's so hard. And I do have that level of being on the other side of it. I've been the person working at the restaurant and I would love it when families would come in. It was just tricky to be welcoming to families, but also kind of holding them a little bit accountable for their kids. Because I think a lot of people think restaurant equals 
playground. They don't understand like you I know your kid just learned how to walk and they want to walk around but they just can't. There's servers coming out with hot food, there's customers coming in, there's elderly people walking in that can't be tripped up and your kid just can't be roaming around. So I think I really once he started walking at about a year said, really, we can't because it's too much to expect a kid to sit for an hour. We went a few times when the boys were babies, basically, you know, before they were one. And they weren't ever the type to sit comfortably in a stroller or in a car seat carrier if the carrier stopped. So they were great in the car. They were great in the stroller if we were moving. Mm. But as soon as it stopped, it was like, I'm done. I mean, if we stopped moving, they were done. So we had to take them out and have them just on our laps. And I remember one, the last meal we had when they were babies at a restaurant, they were both kind of just fussing and wanting to be up and around and walking and seeing everything. And so we had two people and two babies. So we each were holding one of them and we were kind of walking laps around the restaurant and our food came and we were just looking at it on the table. But it wasn't like we could hand off because we had twins. So I think they were three years old the next time we all went to a restaurant. And I remember Joe and I being shocked looking at the menu that prices had jumped. Everything was about $5 when we had last been at a restaurant burgers, sandwiches, stuff like that. And then we're looking at this menu and our three-year-olds are with us and everything was $8. And we were like, wow, that was a big jump in just a couple of years. But we just kind of had to bow out because like you said, it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe for the kids. It's not safe for other patrons of the restaurant. It's not pleasant for all of them. Some kids really can go the distance. I mean, I think at least my oldest niece was able to sit quietly for 30 or 45 minutes just on someone's knee holding the same toy while they enjoyed eating their meal with one hand. Yeah, I think it is the kid's personality for sure. My guy would not do that at all. And I get it as a parent needing to get out and how hard that is to can't always get a sitter. You know, you can't always have other people helping you at the dinner table or whatever. So I understand bringing your kids out to dinner. I just think there's so many people who forget. Well, it's the problem we say with people in society in general, the lack of awareness of what's going on around them. I Mm -hmm. can remember parents letting kids by themselves, a two-year-old by themselves, kind of just wander around in between tables and, you know, waving at people, kind of being cute, but also reckless. (laughs) You know, two-year-old's unpredictable and you're busy and you're running around and it was just so uncomfortable. And we would have to say, hey, we're just checking in. There's really hot food coming out. Can I bring some more crayons over? What can I help with? And some parents got the message. Mm -hmm. And other ones were like, oh, no, he just loves it. He loves roaming around. And the ones that needed it most, let me guess, were the ones that didn't pick up on it. Of course. And so you really don't know what to do. I mean, I guess, arguably, if it's your business, you could ask them to leave. But I don't think we ever wanted to do that. So I have a lot of empathy for anyone who works in a restaurant and especially being the owner of a restaurant. It's really a hard, hard job. And you know that from your experience owning a coffee shop. It's the same thing. It's a lot of hours outside of your actual business hours. And so then those business hours need to be as easygoing and functional as possible without those kinds of scary fears of hot minestrone soup spilling on a kid's head or something. Oh, sure, sure. And we have a lot of similarities because we had hot beverages. Most of the things we were serving were hot drinks, for sure. So you were um, serving at your family's restaurant as a teenager, and that was before anybody would have had smartphones, right? Then you didn't see kids at the tables at in the time you worked at the restaurant with holding their parents' phones or with their own iPads or anything like that? No, we sold the business to one of our employees and her husband. And 
that was in 2005. So it was right before anyone, I mean, I'm sure there were smartphones or Blackberries or something out there that business people were using, but the average family didn't have an iPad or a <laughs> cell phone that got the internet or anything like that at that time. Sure. I feel like that's an easy way to entertain kids or keep kids quiet, I should say. And it is entertainment that they're watching. But I feel like you get more mileage out of playing and engaging and talking with kids at the beginning of the meal. And then if you have screens or a favorite show, which I'm not against by any means, I would bring those out for when the child is ready to go home or they've kind of reached their limit of talking and engaging with everyone and they've finished their food, but the adults still want to linger and have conversation and you want to keep the kid at the table. I feel like it should be a tail end trick that you have up your sleeve, not where we can't wait 10 minutes for food without staring at this screen. When we're all sitting together, around a table with people we love. I think generally you're with people that you like or love if you're sharing a meal. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I agree completely. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. It's a good tool. Even our pediatricians like, hey, if you're trying to make dinner and you need 15 minutes to chop carrots and you can't have the kid next to the knife, put a show on, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Be realistic. Street, it's PBS. There's lots yeah. of stuff. Leapfrog shows. Absolutely. I think people now, though, because we have that as such an easy and accessible crutch, that it's harder to come up with ideas for, well, what do we do? How do we stay entertained if we have... I mean, how? what's a normal wait for when people order, place their order to get their food in a restaurant? Would you say 20 minutes? Yeah, I would say, honestly, 10 to 15 minutes. Which to me is not too long. And I feel like if we were all outside of that restaurant moment asked about how much time we wish we had to be face to face with our spouse or our kids or other people in our family or a friend circle, we would want to have that time. You know, we would say, oh, yeah, I would I would love to have 15 minutes where we're just there together talking and there's no laundry that you can be doing. You're not in your own kitchen having to do any kind of prep or cleanup. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I just feel like to me, that's a little gift of time. It's a little nugget of time that you have together. Let's say it's even 30 minutes. You know, I feel like parents can get creative and make the best of that time and really kind of feed their relationship with their kid. I think so too. Dinner time is such a fun time. We really enjoy it. And it's a privilege that we're home together for dinner time because, you know, when we had the restaurant, we rarely got to have dinners together because someone was always working, but we had other meals. I don't think it has to be dinner. Just as long as you have a meal, mm -hmm. breakfast or whatever, where you're sitting together and talking about things. It's so special. And I think how nice it to get to go out to eat and do that. I just think people forget that there's a world outside of them. <laughs> I don't know how to say mm -hmm. that nicely. Really, it's so funny the things that people would do or would be so ignorant about. And I always was embarrassed. It was more just embarrassed for them and not sure how to, I think that's why we were so hesitant to say something because we were like, oh my gosh, you right. know, look at these people who don't right. even know how to interact with their kid. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> we would try to spin it that way so as to not be filled with rage. <laughs> yeah, these people were <laughs> in here potentially destroying our business. <laughs> I wonder if it's any different at places that have, I'm thinking of Cracker Barrel having the little golf tee games and mm -hmm. things on the tables. I wonder if that makes a difference or not, or restaurants that have like a breakfast restaurant that has a paper menu that has a little thing to color specifically, or I guess you guys had coloring pages and you brought them crayons at the table. Yeah, we did. It was, we were so behind the times. My mom would go buy a 96 count of crayons and then we would tie three together with the little sticky paper that we would use like when you would wrap oh, silverware uh -huh. <laughs> and so it would be hilarious the things you would find yourself doing on downtimes in between 
busy time just like (laughs) and occasionally i'd put like three oranges together because i was just losing my mind and then inevitably it'd be super busy on a friday night and some kid is crying because they only have three oranges (laughs) it's like who put those together it's like okay (laughs) i did i mean you know i would never yell at anybody but it was always that moment of like what are we doing here what is happening and it was kind of before the time where it was easy like i feel like it's relatively easy right now to make a coloring page if you had had the internet back then you could do meatballs and spaghetti you could do different food items or different things that make people think of italy you could have done ferraris you know i mean you could have done i know i feel like the responsibility is the parents of course to have with them kind of a restaurant toolkit or you know enough stuff in their purse or their diaper bag or even the kids little backpack Mm -hmm. kind of special things that are restaurant specific that's always really nice that's helpful for travel too on planes but to have kind of your own little well let's grab our restaurant bag and it's not stuff that you use all the time so we always kept in our car restaurant sweatshirts I think I've mentioned it before but we always have that just in the backseat of the car for if we are going into a grocery store going into a restaurant where the temperature needs to be cool for the staff that's running back and forth between the kitchen, everybody that's in the kitchen around all the hot food and appliances and everything. And we would be freezing in our booth. And that goes a long way. When kids are uncomfortable, their tolerance is low for waiting, you know, Mm -hmm. for being hungry, for handling their emotions. So whatever you can do to help kids be more comfortable. And I think having a little sweatshirt or a sweater that you just keep around that you always have with you is helpful. And then things like having Uno cards in your purse, they make these tiny little mini Uno cards that you could easily store in your purse. But you could also just have a Sharpie in your purse and draw faces on sugar packets or something at the table and make little personalities. I mean, kids can pretend with anything that's on the table. If you can get to their level and kind of set up a little scene and start the pretend play, they will jump in on it and roll with it. You're so great to even consider the comfort of the employees because you're right. So many people would ask for us to turn the heat up. It's like, oh my gosh, there's guys back here who will pass out. It's so hot. They're behind a thousand degree pizza oven right? working. So I love that you're just so thoughtful in that way. And yeah, totally. Tic-tac-toe. We would give people paper. I mean, we would do anything to accommodate. I think most restaurants are if anything, too accommodating and therefore people kind of get lazy about having their own stash of stuff mm-hmm. because they know they can walk in and kind of get what they need. But that's a great idea. And knowing what your kids like and having it be stuff they don't always use, it's such good advice because it goes a long way, especially when life is so busy and there aren't a whole lot of times where you're just, you're kind of forced with each other. You're forced to be with each other when you're sitting in a booth waiting for food. You can't go to the other room. Like you said, you can't be doing other things. You're not at your house. So this is a great time to connect and bring their favorite book. I mean, I've seen parents read aloud books in booths and I'm blown away. Absolutely. There's always something that you could think of for any specific child that would help past the time. I mean, honestly, how sad is it if you can't think of what could we do for 10 or 15 minutes? I mean, if they're old Mm -hmm. enough to be still for that long, there are periods of time and there are different ages and stages and personalities and other things that factor into whether or not a kid can stay in the same six foot square for 30 minutes. But if they're capable of that, if you sit down ever and play face to face at home and have that kind of 
connection time, then you can do it sitting in the booth at a restaurant and you can be in a fun, different way. It could be that if stuff that you only pull out when you go to restaurants, that could turn into fun memories. You know, mm-hmm. it could be where you teach them some hand games, like some little tiny hand clapping games, not in a loud way that you would do at recess, but just little things that are kind of, you don't have time to pass along or you don't think of passing along at other points in time. You know, little, did you guys used to do here's the church, here's the steeple, you kind of turn your hands inside out. Oh, yeah. You know, little things like that. I mean, I'm sure there's other different things. Rock, paper, scissors, that could be something mm-hmm. teach at a moment like that. You know, if I'm thinking of stuff that kids that might be a little wiggly with a long wait for food when they're hungry would be interested in learning, you know? Yeah, we used to do thumb war. My sister and I used yes, to do thumb, thumb war. I always think too, like we're in a restaurant I mean, our restaurant didn't have like a ton of interesting things, but we had chandeliers and things. And I would hear parents, the super parents who would do their best to keep their kid occupied saying things like, count how many lights are on that chandelier and how many paintings do you see? And oh my gosh, how many waitresses are walking back and forth? And just having those kinds of what are you noticing type of conversations with your kids? Like, okay, you forgot to bring a bag full of stuff. But of course, like you've said, if they're two, that's not going to last. But if they're five or six, I mean, there's so many things we can do with our kids that can be really fun. Oh yeah. And even just like you saying chandelier, When have you had an opportunity to say that to a kid that's four? I mean, three and four-year-olds would eat that up, you know, and this is the person that's walking the food back and forth is called a server. Look at all the stuff on the tray. Can you imagine mommy walking from the kitchen holding everybody's food in one hand? Look how Mm. strong she is. Or, you know, I mean, I feel like there's, there is so much to say. There's so much commentary that you could make on what's going on around you. This food is Italian. We're in an Italian restaurant. That means the food uh, has origins in the country of Italy. That's not even in our continent. I mean, there's so much that you could teach just orally by conversing about your everything around you. But I have a suggestion for you guys as you are easing in. Yeah. So, yeah and tell me from the restaurant owning perspective, if this makes sense to you, but we liked to go when our kids were younger to if there was some great restaurant we wanted to go to that we really loved or we'd read about, we will look up their hours and go for lunch, go for an early meal, right? Kind of as they're opening or if they have normal lunchtime hours. And that was helpful because it felt a little bit more casual, especially if it was a nicer place, you know, that we read about in a magazine that we wanted to try. The portions are smaller and I feel like the whole atmosphere was different. We weren't interrupting other people's nice dinners. There weren't people on dates around us, really. You know, it's just some business lunches, but we had good luck starting with lunch. One to four is so slow. That's when we would do all of the prep for the night, roll the silverware, Mm-hmm. roll up the crayons or whatever, check the salt and pepper shakers, things like that. It's the perfect time to come in with kids, give them, you know, special stuff, give them, sometimes I would serve their chocolate milk in a goblet or whatever. That is awesome. It's Honestly, it's a time of the day where we appreciate that people come in because it's typically slow. So it's one, it's nice to have business during those strange kind of off hours. Mm-hmm. And then two, it's a great chance to get a little more personalized attention. It's awesome to come during those times. You will get the best service. That's what I think. And it's really kind on the the business to say we're trying to expose our kid to how to handle themselves in a, in a restaurant. And it's great when parents are doing that to say we're doing a test run of how we stay in our seat. Nope. Just because no one else is in here doesn't mean you get to run around a restaurant. That's never going to be okay. 
Right, right. Well, and I feel like, especially on vacations or on a, you know, when you're out of town or something, or even just summertime, when your schedule's different, when you're not a normal, you know, not thinking of a normal work or school schedule, it helps because then when everyone else is flooding in for dinner, then you have the pool at the hotel or the pool in your neighborhood or, Mm -hmm. you know, the park all to yourself because other people have cleared out during that dinner hour and you can do like a pack up the sandwiches or, you know, drive by smoothies and bring those to the park. You could do something a little bit easier and lighter in the evening to make the evening time special and different than how it normally would be with dinner, you know, at home around the table or something. I just feel like it's fun and helpful to flip it that way sometimes when you can have that kind of flexibility. It just extends what you can expose your kids to and what they can learn from it. That's super advice. And I think it is so funny how we're all kind of stuck in our routine of what is an acceptable time for dinner or what's an acceptable food for dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, we just had this conversation because our little guy wanted pizza at breakfast because we had pizza the night before. And it was so funny how we were kind of looking at each other like, is this okay? I mean, and I said, I feel like pizza is probably healthier, honestly, than a bowl of cereal. It always cracks me up how there's this hesitation of, could we have smoothies for dinner? Is that okay? I mean, doesn't dinner have to be a piece of meat, a vegetable, and starch? I thought it had to be at 5 p.m. Right. Every According night. to my dinner wheel that I was handed in health <laughs> Right. Home Ec did say. So yeah, that's a weird thing. But we all have to be more flexible. And we really have to look at our kids and say, what will they have success at? And also, again, thinking about what will offer the businesses we frequent success as well to not have it burden their business. I really appreciate when anyone is thinking of that. Oh, absolutely. Well, I have to say Joe loves eating pizza for breakfast, but he eats it cold, does not heat it up. He loves leftover mm. cold pizza in the morning for breakfast, which I always You don't? Like, no. You don't like really? You do? You have to heat it up? Oh, yeah. I, I love cold pizza. I mean, I love I love pizza, period. I'll eat it anyway. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I would have... have you... <laughs> Are you questioning my love for pizza right now? Ah, I don't I got it, got it. Okay. Um, I had just a couple of questions for you before we wrap. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. Okay. So I cannot stop myself from kind of scraping plates, little food leftovers onto one central plate and then stacking everything and then moving it towards the edge of the table because I feel like that's helpful for servers. What do you feel about oh, that? It's so helpful. It's so helpful. It's the trickle down effect in a in a restaurant. So the dishwasher, it helps him if there's not food stuck on all the plates. It helps him if the silverware is separated from where the d- plates are. The kind of bus tub that, you know, pl- place where you put dirty dishes is set up to have water with chemicals in it to put the forks mm-hmm. and utensils in, places for the plates, places for the food trash, things like that. So It's hugely helpful. I always think people are monsters who don't actively do that. (laughs) Okay, well, I've had people act like it's not as helpful before. Like even servers are kind of like, I'll just grab them from each spot. Don't have to, you know. And then I've had also people that I'm with say, don't do that. That's annoying to the, like as if it would be annoying to the server, you know, that they have the routine of grabbing each person's plate. Like don't mess with what they usually do. I think that's an oddity, honestly. I mean, I will admit this. I didn't go on a second date with a guy because of something like that. I mean, the server- Scrape and stack? Well, (laughs) you don't have to go that far. But the server was, it was a booth where it was kind of out of reach where we were in the booth. Like the server was clearly struggling to put our food in front of us. Like had to really lean in to give us our food. So I felt like, 
obviously when she comes to clear our plates, we should hand it to her. Like, you know what I mean? Just common courtesy. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're in a fancy place. What does that mean? We have to have people serve us like we are Cleopatra. Right. (laughs) So I, I was so offended that he was like, just kind of sitting there letting her struggle to like get his bread plate that was even further away from the end of the table. And, you know, I just was watching this kind of like blatant disregard for what someone else is doing, but I don't know any server or anyone who works in that industry who doesn't appreciate it when someone makes it easier on them. So that's fantastic. Especially if you have kids and you have 20 plates and 400 napkins and chewed up pieces of spaghetti on the table. Like, help me out. Wipe it up. Throw it in your plate. Yes, that's what I do. I mean, I'll even put wipes. I mean, I used to have baby wipes always. I mean, I still carry wipes. I will have wipes forever. But <laughs> I will wipe off the table. And I feel like it's okay to put my wipe as trash, just like a paper napkin on the plate, thinking somebody's just yeah. obviously scraping all of that into a trash can. So I will use that to pre-wipe the table just to make it easier. And we have even asked for, and maybe this crosses the line, but for a broom or... Oh, a, yeah. The sweeper the vacuum sweeper thing. Vacuum. Yeah. When we've made a particular... I mean, if a muffin was involved or something like that, you know, <laughs> it's a particularly large floor mess. I feel like we cannot leave the area this way, you know, and I think maybe that's too far. I don't know. I mean, we don't want to trip somebody up and get in the way of some kind of process or what they normally do, but I'm glad to hear that you feel like it's more helpful than not. I do. I mean, I think that is over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. If your kid threw half a pizza pizza on the floor, please pick that up <laughs> before you go. But if it's just crumbs and things like that, I feel like that's part of the busing job after table leaves, but two minutes. That's not even actually taking two minutes while you're waiting for your credit card to be run and you're sitting and talking. How hard is it to be talking and still maintaining your conversation, your engagement with the person you're with and just kind of get your table ready so that when you leave, it's easier for the people working there to just get it turned over for the next person coming through. It just kind of helps businesses thrive if everyone would look at that whole bigger piece of it. And also, I mean, honestly, this is we've talked a bit about this before we won't get too far into it but the whole concept of tipping i feel like if your kid makes a particular massive mess i do think leaving a bigger tip is necessary warranted yes yeah i do i think that's what that means it means you have to do extra work you're going beyond what everyone else needs everyone else just needs you to pick up the plates and maybe run the sweeper over the crumbs that naturally fall on the floor from eating bread but if your kid stomps spaghetti into our carpet you had better be thinking about how you're helping this out. <laughs> right. Yes. Good points. Good points. Well, I loved being able to get some insight from you because I know when you were a teenager and had so much responsibility and worked so many hours at the restaurant that we didn't have conversations about kids and families being in there because we just weren't of that mindset at that time. So it's interesting to kind of flash back to the kids and families you did have in there and then talk about it from the perspective as moms now. Oh, well, thanks for asking me questions. That was really fun. I wasn't expecting that. And I'm excited for people to get out into restaurants again. And I'm excited for people to be a little more thoughtful of the hard work that goes into it and pour a little extra love out and totally stack your plates, people. Stack your plates. Game changer. (laughs) Have a good week, Gina. Thanks, you too. Bye, Gina. Bye, Sarah.